Talk, talk to me. WSRadio.com This is California School News Radio with your hosts, Kevin Osmus and Drew Schlossberg. Thank you, Wade. We're back on California School News Radio with Kevin and Drew, and we're going to switch gears now and check in on El Monte City School District. On May 30th, the district held its inaugural tech fair with students and teachers from all of the schools, uh, El Monte City Schools, demonstrating what they've learned over the course of the year and teachers sharing ideas about tech amongst each other. And with us is El Monte City EdTech Specialist Jessica Pardini. Welcome to California School News to you, Jessica. Thank you very much. Uh, I'd like to introduce you to my uh, colleague and co-host, uh, Drew Schlossberg, from the uh, San Diego Union-Tribune, also on the line with us. Um, congratulations on a great tech fair. I had the honor of being able to attend the fair, and I got to talk to a lot of the students and the teachers, and guess what? I learned some things I did not know. <laughs> it was That's so cool. Awesome. <laughs> That's what so we were what hoping. A, you know what? You were not alone. I think everybody that I spoke with that came away from tech fair, that was the one big thing that every single person, whether they were a teacher or a student or a parent or a staff member, they all said, you know what, I learned something today, which I love. Yeah, and, and, and so what, what is it, uh, this was your first year, the inaugural tech fair. Uh, I, I think it went uh, well enough that there will be uh, annual tech fairs for the years to come, but why did the district decide that there was time now to have uh, this type of event for the community? You know, this is something we've been talking about for many, many years, an idea that's kind of been percolating in the back of my head. And we finally had the resources and the ability to just do it. And so we didn't want to wait any longer, and we wanted to take those first steps and see how it went. We were hoping that it would be successful. It was even more successful than we had hoped. But we always called it the first annual, and we're very careful to do that because we wanted to make sure that everybody knew that this was a long-term plan, that this wasn't just a one-time event. Absolutely. And then how many uh, were uh, there? 14 schools in the district. Were they all there uh, demonstrating some type of uh, uh, tech? It, almost all of them were there. Uh, we did have a couple of problems because there were a lot of other end-of-the-year activities happening throughout the district. And so there were some conflicts. But if they weren't there in person presenting, they had pictures in our slideshow that were showing off things that they were doing at their site as well. So I think we had all but one site there in person. Okay, we're going to bring in Drew Schlossberg from San Diego Union-Tribune. Drew is a big tech fan. Uh, Jessica, so he's got a couple of great questions for you, I'm sure. Well, I'm not sure if they're great, but I'm going to ask them anyway. So anyway, <laughs> they're congratulations. They're great, Drew. <laughs> All right, very good. Um, but, you know, we have a, an organization down here in San Diego called the Classroom of the Future Foundation that has been around for 22 years, and it puts on an Innovation and Education Awards every year, uh, do it at SeaWorld and so forth. Um, do you see uh, this actually morphing into something where here's your first tech fair and now I think what we want to do is uh, of course you're showcasing some of the great work that's going on in the schools but do you see that maybe even going to an awards here is the most innovative tech deal here's the most innovative innovation somewhere down the road well you know that's always a possibility that I'm not going to rule out um, there are 
people that are presenting at our tech fair currently that are already going out and entering competitions. So right. we had a team of students that entered the Sea Perch competition and won awards there. We had our GATE program that enters the Lego Robotics competitions. So these are already students that are actively pursuing competitions in their um, areas of interest. This year with our tech fair, we really wanted this to be about collaboration and sharing ideas and showing the community what's happening in our schools. We wanted students to see what's happening at schools that they don't attend. We wanted teachers to be able to get ideas from each other. So we were very um, adamant about not making this a competition. Right. Although I definitely see this morphing over the years into something bigger and even better and possibly even uh, having competition as part of it in, in some way or another. So how many businesses were involved? Are businesses, in, you know, obviously they're working at the schools, of course, to help them, you know, whether it's technology or what's innovation and so forth. Were they part of this at all? So all of the community was, of course, invited to our tech fair. It was right. an open, free event for anybody who wanted to come. We reached out to a lot of um, the businesses that our district works with to try and get sponsors for a raffle. We had a raffle to try and entice people to come and to be able to provide them with um, great, you know, gifts at, at the end. Um, so we had quite a few sponsors that helped with the raffles, but all of the work that was done in the actual tech fair, all of the uh, stalls or, or booths, if you want to call them, uh, were run by students and staff members. So there was no outside companies except for one, and that was we did have our representative from Lego Education. Uh, she had a booth there because we're debuting our new plan, and that is to have Lego Robotics district-wide at every school at every grade level in our district. So we're real excited about this, and this was kind of our debut announcement. So our Lego lady came, and she had um, some of the robots that aren't yet available in schools to show off to the kids so that, and the parents so that they know what's coming to their site next year. Now, was that Paulette? Was Paulette Donnellan the one who came to your school? Uh, no, Marsha Vidal okay. from Lego Education. Okay. Yeah. Yeah, Paul, that's a, a school. Do you know everybody, Drew? Do you know everybody? <laughs> it, it, it's only because of age, not because of any skill set. I'll guarantee you that right now. And, and, that's, and now it's on, it's recorded and stuff. No, Paulette is uh, one of our board members at the San Diego County Office of Education. She works for, uh, you know, Lego Robotics and Education. And actually, I had the guy who runs it on our radio show down here. We do some other shows uh, that Kevin has been able to participate in. So I just, uh, just out of curiosity, I was going to give it. A shout out to Paulette next time I, you know, I, I saw her. And on another note over here, I may uh, have some of our friends at Sony. They got this very, very cool robot dog that, um, you know, sort of barks around over here. So uh, they're very, very proud of it. Maybe I'll send them up your way as well. So. Do you have That'd to clean great. up after it? Uh, you you do not, but it, you know it was on okay. the air, and it was it was we do live radio, and it was sort of chirping during the radio show. And I know some of our listeners are going, "What is that in the background?" So um, all, all good stuff. Well, let me ask you this: How much do the parents get involved? Uh, the curtain, of course, they were invited to the tech fair. Um, do they come into the classrooms during the school year to see what's going on, or lend a hand if they're in that space? You know, there are opportunities for parents uh, to volunteer. We have. Um, parent liaisons at every school site, and they reach out to the community and invite parents to the campus. As far as our tech programs are concerned, we do have volunteers that work at several of our school districts right. helping students with coding and high-level 
robotics and things like that. Uh, we do have parent support, of course, for all of these uh, competitions that we have that I had mentioned earlier, like uh, the Lego robotics and things like that. Um, but at our tech fair, we had over 300 people uh, attend, and you know, a good percentage of those were parents, and they were all very interested and excited. We saw kid, parents you know, trying out all of the different kinds of technology. And one of the greatest things about our tech fair was all of the interactive booths were run by students, not the staff. Right. And so the students were teaching the parents and the students were teaching the teachers. And it, it was a really exciting, uh, electrifying event where parents were just... I, they couldn't get enough of it. So much so that parents stayed at the end to help clean up. They were helping us fold tables and chairs and do all of that just to pitch in because they were having such a good time being there. That's a great testament to how if successful the event was. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, if you've got them doing cleanup, you've done a pretty good <laughs> we job. We didn't ask, they you know, just did it. <laughs> That's uh, you know I I had a uh, I had a chance to talk to to some of the kids I, I talked to the to the sea the sea perch kids and I know a little bit about this because it's uh, it's kind of an El Monte thing they just had the national uh, uh, competition over the weekend and uh, but at Gidley School you had he had four kids and they were there with their remotely operated vehicle and they were showing me like all the things they're talking about buoyancy and refraction and 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 and, and putting together the engineering notebook. And they and they they knew so much about it, and they did so well. They won uh, one first place uh, for mission recovery because the, the the event itself is you submerge this this vehicle, and they go find something and 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 bring it back. So they won first place with that, first place with the engineering notebook, and third place overall uh, the Gidley School. So congratulations to them and and wonderful kids. I mean, they they explained it to me, and I was able to understand it. It was fantastic. Um, They were so uh, articulate and enthusiastic, and they really could talk about everything that they did. I'm very interested in the whole idea of using the engineering process in education. And so I asked them some really hard questions, and they had answers for everything, and they were so excited. And all of them had said they wanted to continue on as they graduated and went to the high school district with this project. It was really fantastic. Yeah, and then, and absolutely, and then as far as, you know, and then wandering around some other tables and talking to the kids, and then some of the parents were there, and especially the, the younger ones. Uh, I had this uh, one kid telling me the difference between Google Docs and Google Slides and this and that, and, and, and he, he was very energetic. Uh, he was wearing me out, and, but, and then, and then I, could, I could just tell that their parents were like sitting behind her just beaming, just beaming, just like, look at my, look at my kid uh, uh, explain all that. Uh, it was very wonderful. We got about 30 seconds uh, left in this segment. Drew, do you have a final question for this segment for, for uh, well, uh, Jessica? Uh, something uh, Jessica can be thinking about when we come back from uh, a break, of course, is, uh, A, uh, have you always been interested in technology and robotics uh, when you were young, going through elementary school yourself? And uh, how would you, uh, you know, talk to kids who may be a little bit reticent and going, ah, I'm not very good at science or math and all this. This is beyond me and say, no, 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 anyone can do this and should be doing this. It's the future anyway. Maybe you can think about that when we come back from break. Okay. Okay. Then we're on California School News Radio with Kevin and Drew and our guest, uh, El Monte City EdTech Specialist Jessica Pardini. We're talking about the inaugural tech show that's held at the district. And we will be right back on WSRadio.com after these messages. Stay tuned.
want to be a professional coach? Are you in business trying to make a real difference with people you manage or work with? Have you started a coaching practice that isn't quite getting off the ground? Get the skills you need to be a successful coach today with the Coach's Training Program from Accomplishment Coaching. The Coach's Training Program will show you how to help others focus and be more fulfilled. Whether you want to improve your company's bottom line or create a thriving coaching practice, Accomplishment Coaching can give you the distinctions and practices you need to coach others effectively today. Accomplishment Coaching has spent six years developing a cutting-edge coaches training program that will have you ready to coach people professionally in just 12 months, and you don't have to take time off work to do it. To find out more about the Coaches Training Program, just call 1-888-548-6813. That's 1-888-548-6813. Love to read but just don't have the time? With Audible.com, you can catch up on reading simply by listening. Audible has the largest collection of digital audiobooks, over 85,000 titles in every genre. Listen to a bestseller on your iPhone, BlackBerry, Android smartphone, or one of 500 other compatible devices. Visit audible.com slash wsradio today and get a free audiobook when you try Audible free for 14 days. That's audible.com slash wsradio. You may have heard me brag about Progressive Medical Center and just how much they've helped me with my health. And Dr. Goley, one thing that you've helped so many people with is migraines. Unfortunately, there are millions and millions of Americans who are suffering with migraines and headaches, and they're debility because it affects the quality of their life and they cannot function properly. At Progressive we get to the root cause because we understand that migraines could be caused by nutritional deficiencies, hormonal imbalances, believe it or not, delayed food sensitivities. And once we determine what the real reason is, we put a plan of action together with medication that we get them off slowly and we put them on an all-natural approach and the results are amazing. Incredible. I mean, there's so many people that can say they don't live their lives with migraines anymore thanks to Progressive Medical Center. And that's what's exciting and rewarding to us as physicians because we help our patients take control of their health and that's why they're living well. Why don't you get a hold of Progressive Medical Center today? Don't live in pain. Don't have migraines anymore. Just go to their website, ProgressiveMedicalCenter.com. This is your life. Live it well. This is Bill Gruber with BizVid Communications, a Southern California video production leader. We've been honored to sponsor, produce, write, and host many of the fine programs on WS Radio over the years. So we understand how important the internet and your website exposure are. As video producers, we know the tricks and secrets to incorporate video to increase your search engine optimization and business success. Visit bizvidcommunications.com to see what we can do for you. B-I-Z-V-I-D communications.com. Talk, talk to me. WSRadio.com. This is California School News Radio with your hosts, Kevin Osmus and Drew Schlossberg. We are back on California School News Radio with Kevin and Drew and our guest, Ed Tech Specialist from El Monte City, Jessica Pardini. Uh, when we left, uh, we left with uh, Drew, you had a question for Jessica. Let's uh, just pick it up from there if we can. Sure, sure. Jessica's asking you, have you always been interested in technology and robotics and innovation uh, when you were a, a young student? And what encouraging words would you give to those people that say, boy, I stink at math or science and all this stuff, and I barely know how two tin cans and a string work? So I, and I'm raising my hand here. And so am I. <laughs> <laughs> so, so I have to say I have always been mechanically inclined. I've enjoyed, 
you know, tinkering and building things with my father when I was young. I was fortunate to be in a special program in school where I got to learn how to code at a young age. Um, so, yes, I was always attracted to it. But I think one of the things that you need to know about technology now is how it's changed and how it's infused itself into everything we do. And so when you come to our tech fair, if you get to come next year, you'll notice that um, it's integrated to everything. We had arts integration. We had a music teacher. We had our dual language program. We had little first graders that were there presenting in you know, code switching between English and Spanish, and we have um, all kinds of different opportunities and entry points for kids to get involved with technology, and it doesn't just have to be to jump in feet first with coding or something that might seem a little bit daunting. We had students presenting green screens and, and virtual reality. They had a, a yearbook class that was there. We had um, all kinds of gamification, right, where they were using gaming to make learning engaging. And we had kids that were creating their own podcasts even there. We had all kinds of different ways that students were coming into the technology realm um, without actually realizing that they were focusing on technology, right? It's, it's a tool that they're using. It's not something else that they have to learn. And, and I think it's important to point out that these are, again, uh, a TK to eight students. These are not high school students. You're, you're right. listing a lot of this stuff here that uh, in, in years past, you're just learning this in high school or possibly even college. But uh, in El Monte City, these kids are, are, are coming right out of the gate with it. And then starting next year, you've got the robotics uh, uh, district-wide. Uh, can you tell us just a little bit about uh, the process that, that, bring, you know, that, that, that brought this program to the district? Sure, sure. Well, we had a committee that got together and researched all the different kinds of robotics programs that are out there. We really wanted to have a program that would reach students all the way from TK to 8th grade. We wanted it to be comprehensive and grow with the students. We wanted to make sure that it had a coding element in it. We wanted to make sure that the program was available to all students in El Monte. So we didn't want to just have it at one school site, but we wanted to make sure that kids had access no matter where they were. And so this committee got together and we did research and we found different companies. We had some criteria that we spent a lot of time developing and we narrowed down our choices to companies that we thought fit those criteria. We had presentations by those companies, and then we sat down and we made a real comprehensive plan, and we're really, really proud to announce that we're going to be having it, – it starts out with machines and mechanisms and then goes into coding robotics. So in kindergarten, they start with Duplos that have gears, and they learn how to build and create uh, different kinds of mechanisms and machines. And they start with a uh, coding express in, in first grade, and – they're going to move all the way up to coding Python in eighth grade. And there's different robots along the way that they're going to be using. But we chose Lego Education to start with, and we're rolling out our first phase. We're having training for teachers this summer, and we're super excited about it. Drew? Well, you know, it, again, what I think is so cool about this, and uh, you sort of touched on it a little bit, and it's really 
never too early to tell the kids, you know, when artificial intelligence, and we all know uh, what's coming with that, and it, it's going to create a bunch of jobs, but it's also going to change a lot of jobs. Um, how much of that is discussed in the curriculum? So are you talking about, I'm not sure if you're talking about the robotics curriculum in itself, but I think this whole idea of jobs that we don't even know Correct. Ex- about are going to exist in our students' right. near future, right? That's exactly and right. And so we really focus a lot on, on, you know, those four Cs, the critical thinking and problem solving, right. collaboration, creativity, communication. We focus a lot on that, teaching kids those skills that are going to help them to be adaptable, to be successful in whatever comes to them in the future. And I think um, all of these programs that we're talking about, whether they're using robotics or they're using a 3D printer or they're uh, creating a video production, these are things that we really emphasize with the students, that they're going to go through those processes of, of trying to find a problem, identifying a need, researching that problem, developing solutions, you know, making iterations of whatever it is they're doing to test and and refine and then finally have some kind of presentation at the end. And I think those are all those skills that are going to really help students in the future, and we try to integrate that through all of the curriculum, uh, not just in our robotics programs, but everything that we're doing with our students. You know, and, and what we're finding here, and no different than where you are uh, as well, Jessica, but in San Diego, uh, we try to emphasize quite a bit about, you know, there's a lot of pathways to the world of work, of course, uh, but never want to discourage kids to go to a four-year school, of course. I mean, that's that's a great way of going, but there are college and career pathways. Kevin and I chat about it quite a bit on our show here. Um, is that emphasized uh, with your students? Well, of course, we you know we want to get them prepared for whatever their future may hold for them. So, if that's college and career readiness, uh, that's what our focus is in education. We want to make sure the kids are ready. Um, there's also a program. I don't know if you saw it when you were at the uh, tech fair, Kevin, but um, it was called Gen Yes. And oh, wait, yes, did you yes, get a chance I, to stop by that booth? Y- Yes, I met uh, Rebecca Sasita, uh, yeah. and and she told me all about. Yeah, this is very fascinating. We just got a couple of minutes. Can you can you sum up Gen Yes in 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 about uh, thirty seconds to a minute? Absolutely, it's a club that's kind of like what used to be the old AV club in the past. Now it's technology, where we create student tech leaders who focus on technology support throughout the school district. Throughout their schools. And so third grade, fourth grade, fifth grade, and sixth grade students are trained to help teachers if they need tech support. They're trained. They have projects called Technical Assistance Projects, TAPS. And they have the kids uh, focus on learning how to do all things technology. So if a teacher needs help or a student needs help, if the principal needs help setting up for uh, an assembly, if they need posters made, if... Whatever they need, those students are the the go-to students, and they're there uh, to be able to help. And they learn all kinds of skills from learning how to use Google to how to do tech support at their sites. It's very exciting. And, and they are doing the mentoring. Well, we've got about a minute left, and I know that uh, uh, nothing at this scale gets done by any one person. It's definitely a district-wide initiative. Of, uh, uh, and, and so I know that it goes uh, straight from the top, the superintendent, all the way uh, down, down the, the way. Is there anybody that you'd like to uh, uh, take a shout-out to? Oh, absolutely. We had an amazing tech fair committee that put this on uh, 
Dr. Tiana Tang Lao was the leader of it. Uh, we want to thank all of our superintendents, Dr. Maribel Garcia, of course, and her cabinet for their support. Also, our school board members, uh, Jennifer Cobian, our president, and all of the school board members for their support. We, we, this truly took a village, and we had all kinds of support from parents and staff across the district. And it's not just the event itself, but it's all the stuff that's happening every single day in the classrooms, uh, the principals, the teachers, the support staff, and most especially the students who did an amazing job presenting, who stood up in front of people whether they were nervous or not, looked them straight in the face and taught them about technology. Absolutely. Jessica, thank you so much for coming on the program. Drew, thank you for being here with me. Uh, Thank you to Wade. Uh, Thank you to uh, our producer, Danielle Velasquez and Val Martinez. It's California School News Radio ending up another program. Uh, Stay tuned. We will be back next week with another great program. See you then. Thank you very much. One person has the power to change the world, impact millions of lives, and leave a legacy for lifetimes to come. That person is you. In the New York Times bestseller, What is Your What? Steve Olsher, award-winning author and founder of the Reinvention Workshop, reveals his proven process that has helped thousands of men and women discover, share, and monetize the one thing they were born to do. Grab your free copy now at www.whatisyourwhat.com slash free. That's www.whatisyourwhat.com forward slash free. Take a break from politics. Tune in and learn something. WS Radio shows are worth your time and are filled with tips and advice. Add us to your lunch routine and we'll give you a meal for your mind. I raised $8,000 to build schools for South African children. After realizing how many people go hungry in San Diego, I now volunteer at a food pantry. I'm spending the next year doing volunteer projects across three countries and helping in ways they designate to be the most helpful. The World Link program at the Joan B. Kroc Institute for Peace and Justice recognizes the potential of youth as agents of social change. Learn how you can help youth become a generation of leaders in action at peace.sandiego.edu. Hi, Scale listener. This is David Finkel, co-host with Jeff Hoffman of Scale Your Business Radio. I wanted to let you know that our newest book, Scale, was just released and encourage you to get your copy. The book will give you seven proven principles to grow your business and get your life back. It's for every entrepreneur who ever wondered if they really own their business or if their business owns them. It'll help you to work less by getting your business to produce more. Get your copy online or at your local bookseller. For more information, go to scaleyourbusinesstoolkit.com. I raised $8,000 to build schools for South African children. After realizing how many people go hungry in San Diego, I now volunteer at a food pantry. I'm spending the next year doing volunteer projects across three countries and helping in ways they designate to be the most helpful. The World Link program at the Joan B. Kroc Institute for Peace and Justice recognizes the potential of youth as agents of social change. Learn how you can help youth become a generation of leaders in action at peace.sandiego.edu. You take your smartphone almost everywhere you go. Now WSRadio.com can be there, too. Search WS Radio in the Play Store for your Android devices or iTunes for Apple and download the WS Radio application. WSRadio.com, on your phone and in your ear everywhere you go. 
download the WS Radio application. Do it now. It's very easy. WSRadio.com.